Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, today, we'll be talking to Mary Donovan, a principal at NDP Analytics, uh, a Washington, D.C. research firm. And the reason we're talking to Mary today is that in April of 2021, IRAM, along with the Council for Affordable and Rural Housing, the National Apartment Association, the National Affordable Housing Management Association, the National Leased Housing Association, and the National Multifamily Housing Council retained NDP Analytics uh, to conduct a survey on changes in housing providers' insurance premiums for 2020 and 2021 policy renewals. The purpose of the project was to provide an assessment of increased insurance costs on housing providers, which in turn affect the renters, individuals and families and communities. The findings are to help IRAM and our members educate policy members on the negative impacts of increased costs of housing providers, especially low and moderate income housing providers. So Mary, uh, you know, can you please tell us a little bit about the background for this research. Absolutely, and Ted, thanks so much for having us here today. So back in the spring, like you said, a coalition of multifamily housing organizations reached out to us because there had been a lot of indications of increased insurance costs for housing providers. So to better understand this issue, we created a survey to assess three things. One, the extent and magnitude of premium increases across different lines of insurance. Two, the rationale behind these increases. And three, the impact of increased rates on housing providers' operations and investments. In total, our respondents operate over 2.5 million units across the country. Great. Well, before we dive into the findings, uh, a typical person probably expects insurance premiums go up year over year. So what makes these increases any different? That's right. Um, Insurance is different than most types of business in the sense that they price their products, which is your insurance policy, based off of predictions on risk exposure and costs. Like the rest of us, um, insurance didn't predict a global pandemic and the costs and liabilities associated with it resulted in unexpected losses. Also, over the past few years, there have been some really severe natural disasters, such as the tornadoes in the Midwest, the forest fires out west that drive up insurable losses. This environment makes predicting losses and pricing premiums a lot more difficult. So you can see why insurers would want to be raising rates to cover their costs. At the same time, increased costs are especially problematic for housing providers in this pandemic environment. Before COVID-19, many already operated on small margins, but with policies like the eviction moratoriums and PPE requirements, these businesses have experienced significant revenue losses coupled with increased costs. Therefore, any unexpected rate increases in insurance premiums only exacerbate this financial strain. So how common were the rate increases and how much did rates go up? Well, the the short answer is they're very common. 
Across all lines of insurance, we found that 87% of policies renewed in 2020 and 2021 had higher premiums. Increases were most common for general umbrella and commercial property insurance. And these two lines also had the highest magnitude increases. So we found that 95%, so nearly all general umbrella policies experienced higher premiums and more than one in four had premiums increase over 30%. In the commercial property space, premiums increased for 94% of policies and 14% of those had increases over 30%. So that's a pretty significant jump. Yes, absolutely. Were, were some of the regions or our types of housing providers impacted more severely than others? Well, regardless of the location um, or type of housing covered by the policy, most housing providers' premiums increase. However, when we dove into the data, we started to see a little bit of variation in magnitude. For example, in terms of location, the increases in general umbrella premiums were most severe in the Northeast. And in this region, one in every five policies saw rates increase by 50% or more. For commercial property, the most significant rate increases were reported by housing providers primarily operating in the South and in the West. We also looked at variation in policies by the type of housing covered. So here we're comparing policies that cover conventional housing only, policies that cover affordable housing only, and policies that cover a combination of both. Um, we found that policies that operated in that space of covering both conventional and affordable housing had the highest rate increases. Most notably, one in every five general umbrella premiums for this type of housing increased by more than 50%. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier that you collected data on the rationale for these rate increases. What specifically did you look at and what did you find? That's right. We asked about the reasons for increases, which included claims history and loss experience, the construction of the property, government regulation, limited markets, which means having fewer insurance insurers writing policies, the renter population, which could be elderly or low income, and risk characteristics like local crime statistics. Across all lines of insurance, limited markets and capacity was the most frequently identified reason for higher premiums with 57% saying it was a reason for their increased rates. So this indicates that housing providers have few opportunities to shop around for better rates. And the second most common reason was claims history and loss followed by risk characteristics such as crime statistics. Again, we found that when you look at the data by region and by type of housing, you start to see some interesting things. Um, for example, limited markets were identified most frequently by housing providers operating in the Northeast and South. And then in terms of coverage, risk characteristics and renter population were more common in housing providers who had policies that covered um, in some way, shape or form afford affordable housing units. So, you know, we're talking about, we've seen rates increasing across the board and, and what our members really want to know is, you know, how is it imp impacting you know, how, how are these rates impacting housing providers? So, you know, in any part of the economy, increased costs impact business operations, investments, and ultimately consumers. So it was not surprising to see that the vast majority, and at the time it was 84% of housing providers, 
indicated that they are or plan on taking action to manage costs as a result of these higher insurance premiums. Within this group, we're seeing that most are taking action by increasing their insurance deductible, increasing their risk management, and decreasing operating expenses, and when possible, increasing rent. We also found that housing providers indicated that they're planning to reduce tenant services. So you can see at the end of the day, um, these increased costs do ultimately impact the tenants. Right, exactly. So in closing, you know, what's your take uh, on the impact? In, in the $64,000 question, uh, is there anything else that housing providers can do uh, about these uh, insurance increases? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had the, the perfect solution for you. Um, but I think the fact of the matter is that housing providers are in a really difficult position right now. These steep premium increases are only part of the greater financial strain brought about by the pandemic and pandemic related policies. And as you know, there's only so many options for cutting costs before housing providers need to raise rent. Um, and those with affordable housing units don't even have that option without going for policymakers. These challenges, if not addressed, are going to have some long-term effects. You can expect that policy, that housing providers will reduce um, or kind of change their portfolio, and some may even leave the market altogether. So as policymakers are looking to address housing affordability, they really need to understand the incredible financial strain experienced by housing providers will only exacerbate the problem. And to that end, I think it's prudent for housing providers to reach out to their local, state, and federal representatives to make sure that they are aware of the extent of these financial challenges, as well as the consequences of inaction. Um, and I do know that there's a number of associations and coalitions working on these issues, but I, I think that truly local voices can go a long way. Yeah, uh, Iram, along with our coalition partners uh, mentioned at the top, uh, continue to have these conversations, although these are uh, very nuanced and you know long, long conversations that we need to have uh, with our policymakers. Uh, Mary, I, I really would like to thank you today for all this great information and for the report and for our members. Uh, the report has been posted to our website. And if any members uh, have any questions, uh, they can contact me at tthern at irum.org. Uh, so again, Mary, thank you and NDP Analytics uh, for, again, uh, your great report, for your time today, for speaking with us. And, and thanks a lot and, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Ted. It's been a pleasure. Visit irum.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.